0: Hello readers, welcome to 20 questions with your favorite author, where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast. I'm Kelly link Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Rachel A. Bruhn, dark fiction writer and visitor of haunted military posts. As a military journalist, Rachel wrote and photographed the army and its soldiers for five years. When she moved on, she didn't quit writing stories with soldiers in them. She just added werewolves, sorcerers, a couple evil mad scientists, and a fair or two. She enjoys poking around old military posts and listening for the ghost of old soldiers. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. Yay! Welcome, Rachel. Welcome to 20 Questions. How are you this evening? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Excellent. I hope you're ready for our hard-hitting questions. I was told they'd be very super serious, very formal, and I had to bring my A game. Exactly. No fun in this show. It's banned. None, whatever. That's right. So speaking of no fun, let's start with military. (laughs) Zepo and I are ex-military too, so I I get it. So, um, um, but a military journalist, that is so exciting. I mean, you must have a never-ending supply of characters to pull from. Like, what got you into that sort of work?
1: So I originally joined the military um, almost immediately after 9-11 occurred. Um, and I'm probably Mm -hmm. dating myself here, but I had just graduated college. I was working in the city and that event occurred. And that Mm -hmm. was basically the catalyst that got me into the recruiter's office. But I also kind of knew that there were some things that I had particular interest in and when you, um, join the army as an enlisted person which I did at first, you basically get to choose your job. So you go, you take the test. They say, well, you could do this, this, this. And I said, hey, I saw this online, and I'd really like to to check it out. And it was um, a visual information specialist. Ooh. They Right. So they have um, these folks called Combat Camera. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any slots for that, though, so I didn't get to do that. <laughs> um, but they're yeah. like, well, have you thought about being a journalist, you know, like, being mm-hmm. a, a military reporter? And I said, well, no, because this is the first time I thought about joining the Army. Um, but yeah, <laughs> tell me more about that. <laughs> so, but that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right? So that's literally how that happened was, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll try that out. And then, boom, I was in the military. I went to um, about through. Oh gosh, I think it was 13 weeks. It, yeah, I think it was about 13 weeks of training on um, taking photos, like photojournalism, photos, writing news stories in the AP, you know, the five paragraph, you know, who, what, when, where, why, the inverted pyramid, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was, then they were like, all right, have fun, booting me out into the reserves. And uh, that, yeah, so that's my villain origin story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it could be a hero one. Uh, depending on the day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, as a veteran, do you have a pet peeve that's a trope found in military fiction? Do you have something you see a lot? You're like, seriously? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> She's I like, like, I don't know. I just, do I want to say it?
1: <laughs> I just get one. Um, okay, okay. okay. So a lot of times, I actually, I'm pretty good at suspending disbelief because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of folks are not um, you know, they might be writing military characters, but they don't really have a lot of experience with it. Um, mm-hmm. When, I think when it's really, really obvious that the person who's writing didn't do any research at all, and they're writing about this these characters in this world. And again, like I said, I don't know if it's necessarily a pet peeve as when you break that authenticity, too many times for me it just doesn't become enjoyable anymore um gotcha they pulled you out of the story they've pulled me right out of the story and this is why i'm constantly offering to because i by this time i have a lot of friends who are writers i'm like would you Mm -hmm. if you're writing a story with military character i am so happy to read it and give you some (laughs) feedback because i know or like if you just have a question like i've had friends like Message me on Facebook, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I got a military question. I'm like, okay, I haven't talked to you in two years, but shoot it to me, and they shoot me the question Let's hear it. and I, I I give it back and I'm like, okay, cool, talk to you in another you know it, for me oh. for for me that it kind of goes back to being a journalist because that mm-hmm. was like my first the first thing that I ever did in the army was basically tell the army story and ex explain the army to these different audiences to civilians to other military audiences and so that's just something that's part of who I am um and so yeah so I don't have like a lot of like specific pet peeves as much as hey find find a veteran or a soldier or you know and and just give them a beer and let them go and you'll find out more than you ever wanted to know
0: oh yeah oh yeah we'll tell you all of the things all of them all of the things, no kidding. So it's I amazing, <laughs> it's amazing what doors open up when you tell someone you're a writer. I've never had someone then not tell me things, right? You know, like I'm it's like, true. I, I have a, a question about chemistry, I'm gonna call you know this chemistry professor at this college, you know, hey, um, I'm a writer and I'm doing research, sure, what do you need to know? Like, they just love to talk to writers, so there's no excuse not to do your research, exactly. That's right. <clears throat> um, so The uh, so liking to go to old military posts, um, I love that too. So it's fascinating, right? Well, have you discovered any ghosts that uh told you a story that you had to record? Not really. No, you just keep looking for one.
1: I, you know, I like if you're talking about literal ghosts, I am like the least psychic person ever.
0: Um, oh well, yeah, me too.
1: Forget about it. Um, (laughs) I have, I have encountered places and stories that have kind of crept into my subconscious um and especially when it comes to um especially when it comes to looking at women who were in the military like um back in world war ii in world war one like all of these different things Like, a lot of these times, because that's part of my personal history and my personal lineage, like, these are the women who came before, and this is what women, where women are now, specifically because women joined and they performed their duty and they served, and now I am here as, as part of that lineage, and so... It's it's never necessarily been. I've walked into like an old barracks or driven past the museum and thought to myself, oh, you know, th- that's something I need to talk about. But it's been when I've when I've read a book or I have visited or I've seen old uniforms or things like that that I thought this is all part of this continuum, and mm-hmm. there's stories in here. I just have to figure out which ones are asking me to tell them.
0: That's awesome. The one that resonates the most. Or the one that's the loudest. Sometimes it's just the one that's the loudest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so do you still use photography to help tell your stories? Not really. No. No. No
1: photography? No. That's the fun part. I, I mean, I take pictures on Instagram and I throw a filter on them, especially... Uh, cause my dogs are cute and my cat is cute. And, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to show people that I actually got the lavender to sprout. So I'll take a picture and throw it up there, but not right? much anymore.
0: <laughs> nope. I get it. I get it. I was, we used to, I was like the family photographer and took photos at every event. And then I realized, but I wasn't participating in the event. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. you can't if you hide behind the camera. I wasn't even doing it on purpose until I realized it. So, no, I, I can understand that. Makes sense. Um, and also, as I was looking through your um, your bookography, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, I'm going to call it bookography for now on because discography came to my head. Right. Yes. So from now on, it's bookography. I made a new word. I'm allowed. I'm an editor. Um, so if you uh, it looks like you specialize in short stories. So what is it about that form of storytelling that appeals to you? it's a a form where you
1: can try out a bunch of different things. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. here, I really enjoy steampunk. I don't know if I have it in me to write an extended steampunk novel, but for Mm -hmm. a short story, I can do that. Um, Some Mm -hmm. of the stories that I've written for the writer punk anthologies, um, Mm -hmm. that was a way to kind of explore these these classic pieces of literature in a shorter format and it fits really well with my attention span right now (laughs) um but it's also like the short story form is just There's so many great things about it. I mean, I love all literature. I'll literally read anything. Mm -hmm. The back of a cereal box, license plate, you know, anything like that. Yes, Um, yes. But I've always really loved short stories. And I've always Mm -hmm. really loved how they can take, even if it's a short story that somehow spans years or decades, it's still this one intense emotion or this one intense conflict and you, you just pack it right in. And I feel like sometimes that makes it like that, that short, sharp jab that a short yes. story can deliver.
0: That's I really love. It can it. be very satisfying. Yes. Mm-hmm. To write and to yeah. read. Agreed. Totally agreed. So if, but I, I see that you also write full length novels, of course. Um, how long did it take you to write your first book? Oh, geez. <laughs> Uh off
1: and on, I would say about two, two years. And that mm-hmm. book is somewhere on my hard drive far away, hidden <laughs> <He> hidden. <laughs> Probably forever. Uh-huh. That's right. But it's yeah, it, it was um it was a, a sword and sorcery, you know, uh fantasy, and I just uh, I thought I knew what I was doing, and you know, 10 years later, realized that yeah, I had some things to learn. I still have things to learn. Right.
0: Um, and that's funny, right? Because so 10 years later, then you're like, um, I could fix that, and you're like, but it'd be less work to just write a new one. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly yes. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very familiar story. Yep, I totally agree. Um, let's see. We authors tend to pull from what's familiar. Which one of your characters do you relate to the most? Um Oh jeez. I know you've a <laughs> bunch of them spread out. I I really was excited to ask you this question. Um so there's a character
1: in the um in the series that I'm working on now, which is not out mm-hmm. yet. It will be. I need to finish editing the first book and then submit the second one. Um, Exciting. but she's basically a um a veteran working in the field of languages and mm-hmm. kind of a supporting character and sometimes feels like she's the person who is the most emotionally mature um there's definitely an older sister vibe going on. Mm. And it was only after I had written a couple of books in the series that I realized that that was what was going on. It was very appropriate to the story. Um, and it's also appropriate for me because I am the oldest of six.
0: <laughs> so yes. <laughs> You're like, I vibe with her, man. I vibe with her. Yeah,
1: so that that's mm-hmm. um, Karen is the name of the character. And uh, she is basically a, like I said, she's kind of like an older sister, um, someone who is military, -military, ex-military, and is maybe not as emotionally available, (laughs) Mm. Um, which I also sometimes feel like uh,
0: just- I think uh, it's also common for an oldest sister, yeah. Mm -hmm. So,
1: but yeah, that's, but there's little pieces of me in all of my characters um, mm-hmm. I some people will ask oh well you know do you draw on your own experience I'm like yes yeah, sometimes but a lot of times what I'm putting in the characters are my flaws the things that I have trouble with the conflicts that I've encountered mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. I'm like here you go enjoy and they're like what the heck why are you doing <laughs> this to me
0: you're so mean you're not a kind god
1: oh. <sighs> kind of vengeful and sometimes petty so
0: and they and make bad puns I can't help it but I mean we don't read about boring people right you know it's like I would like to be a boring person but I'm not reading about boring people exactly yeah boring life is you know safe
1: (laughs) it is safe um I think there's boring as there's not really much happening or things like that and then I think that there's boring as in hey there's not huge, huge things going on. And I think that mm-hmm. sometimes that is mistaken as boring. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I think that for a lot of my characters, there's, mm-hmm. that you know, I throw lots of events at them and I throw lots of big conflicts at them. But at the mm-hmm. same time, yeah, I wouldn't want to live in that world. I would want to live... In the place where, you know, I have time to take up a new hobby or I have time to relax and go on a vacation without, you know, assassins coming after me. I'm like, that's really fun to to watch in the movie with some popcorn. You're like, oh, my goodness, here we go. Right. Um, But, yeah, if that actually happened, I'd be like, no, this is terrible and I hate it. And I've decided to go home and be an accountant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I'm a huge Supernatural fan. I don't know if you have you watched that show
1: love so many times. right <laughs> and I'm like
0: Sam and Dean oh yeah you know what an adventure a hunter I want to be a hunter but in real life if I went somewhere and Sam and Dean were there I would turn around and leave I mean something horrible is going down here and I don't want to have anything to do with it right it so difference between fantasy and real life you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. nope Somebody's going to die, and I know me. It'll be me. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as fast as I used to be, so, it, yeah. <laughs> when they say wait here in this salt circle, I'm like, no problem. You have extra it. salt? You know, just in case. I'm going to say right <laughs> here. You let me know when you kill the bad guy, and uh, we're good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, don't go in there. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I, I got gotcha. you. right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um. Let's see. Well, speaking of Supernatural, if you could hang out with your um, favorite characters, who would it be and where would you go?
1: Oh, geez.
0: Um, from Supernatural or just from anywhere? Oh, from anywhere. Yeah, not Supernatural. Weird. Just just your your favorite, whatever your favorite world is. Um,
1: I honestly, I think that the hob- Hobbits have it going on. And I would have to invite myself for tea. I would bring some, you know, food because apparently that's what you do at a Hobbit party. But Well, that, you can grow
0: lavender now. You can add to the community.
1: Right? I'm down. I'm down. But so <laughs> to, to me, there's like if you both reading and then um the the Lord of the Rings, the the Peter Jackson film, like when you see that it, there's so much green and it's so comfortable and i'm like that's yeah i'm just gonna go hang out with bilbo for a little bit like before he went on the quest like right know. before he was like yeah. you know crazy was, and like, unstable yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So. no doubt no yeah. doubt Yeah, no that's good choice good choice i like that again because the quest goes back to the sam and dean thing no no i'm fine i'll stay here yep. you go in your adventure I hope you saved the world. Bye. Right now. I
1: do think it would be kind of fun to have a beer with Castiel. That could be fun. Somebody's yeah. uh, sneaking out of bed who needs to go back to bed. <laughs> so,
0: They're like, why is mom in there talking to herself? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's happened before it's happened before. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um. So. Well, Speaking of other worlds, if you could write in any world that wasn't your own, which world would that be? Oh, you can't I figure have... the rings again. Come on okay. now. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, do, I do have a list. I do okay. have a list. Ooh. Um, I would love to write like a more. I would like to write in the the world of Pern, like the Dragon Riders oh, of Pern yeah. and McCaffrey. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: I think there's just so many opportunities. For stories from that world, like it's it was so rich, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. let me see. I oh gosh, I I have a huge list, and I'm blanking on every single one. Uh, the Dragon Riders <laughs> of Pern. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shoot, yeah, there we go. I'll, just will just be hey, like I, a choice. I'm it's I'm still choice. writing. I'm still writing. <laughs>
0: Um, there, and now with the practice of putting away that other horrible fantasy, you could probably do it now. See, you're right? like, I've got the
1: skills now. I can make this happen. Um, But yeah, that was one of my first, like when I was first reading fantasy in like middle school and mm-hmm. just like kind of getting into it, Though those were the books that helped me get into it. And of course, I realized later that it's actually um, the way they come to the world is actually a little more science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, kind of one of the things that I liked about it, was the fact that you had this blending of the science, fi- excuse me, the science fiction genre, and then you had these fantasy elements coming into that genre. It was just really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. No, that would be fun. I do like Fern. Yeah, and that's what Anne McCaffrey always said. She writes science fiction, not fantasy. She said that over and over again. Yep. Yep. But it goes to that point cuz let's face it we as writers also know once you write and it's out in the world it's not ours anymore. Yeah. So you know it is what the fans say it is whether we like it or not. No you matter know, how it, they pronounce our worlds. <laughs> listen,
1: as long you know it I I create the characters, I put them on the page, I try to communicate thoughts about them and and have them grow and develop and if people like my stuff enough to want to take it and ship characters and headcanon and like that's a bucket list item for me yes. like that's that's when I will know that I've mm-hmm. achieved a certain level of I don't know if, if I would say success but a certain level of where I want to be as a writer to have characters and worlds that resonate so much with people that they feel inspired to create stories of their own with, you know, using the the books and the stories as a starting point.
0: Oh yeah, I think that's perfectly fair. It's a great way to do it. Um, well, what of your own projects that are in progress or not started are you most excited about? Right now, it's the it's the Secret Agent Werewolf series that I'm writing. <laughs>
1: um, and actually, most of it is written at this point. I've got mm-hmm. um, five books planned. The first two are done. One is the edits that I owe to my publisher. So sorry, John, they're coming, I promise. <laughs> um, the second one is finished and it needs to, to go after I finish the edits. And then um, there's three more. One is fully written and the other two are in various stages. Um, and the reason that I really enjoy that is it's it's just fun. Um, the, the first book was hard, mm-hmm. um, but as I got more comfortable with the characters, And as I got more of a chance to be comfortable with writing in a novel structure, they've Mm -hmm. become fun to write. Um, And I just, I grew up, I love James Bond, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, the Jason Bourne movies. I haven't read any of the novels. No, I read one, but mostly I've been watching Mm -hmm. the movies. But like, Mm -hmm. I do love a good spy thriller, especially that Cold War era spy versus spy, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this was my chance to kind of play around a little bit with some of those tropes and throw a werewolf in you know like you
0: do (laughs) like you do I mean it's just required I understand that totally actually totally so very cool so it's like urban fantasy but like with a spy twist Yes. yes I like it it's very clever more international theme a little bit yeah Nice. Well, I have to confess, like a spy myself, um, I might have perused your blog via infamous-scribbler.com and saw that you like to knit and make jewelry and weave and a woman after my own heart, let me tell you that. So what is it about crafting that appeals to you? Um, You can
1: make something and have like a physical object that you have produced. Um, And that's, I think, the basic the first line of why I like it. Like I sit down and I do an activity and boom, I have a hat, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay. And so my kids have like three or four hats each. I think they're a little tired <laughs> of me knitting them hats. They're like, mom, good. Um, but like, it's, it's just, if it, you can do something like that, um, mm-hmm. I think on this, on another level, it's something, it's a, it's another form of creative expression. You know, I mm-hmm. choose the colors. Um, if I'm working with a pattern, I choose the pattern. If I'm not working with a pattern, I am figuring out how to structure something, how to put it together. Mm-hmm. And if it works, it's great. If it doesn't work, I take it out and I start it again. Um, <laughs> but depending on what I'm making, it could, mm-hmm. you know, it could be the work of a night or the work of a week, you know, depending on what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then. And this is especially for knitting and spinning and like all of the fiber arts that I do, it's again, it's like that connection, that lineage. So you're doing something that people have done for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. Like when I grab my drop spindle and I'm spinning with my drop spindle, that's something that people have been doing for, since people started figuring out that you could take fibers and twist them together. And mm-hmm. now you have string, and so there's just like this cool. it's just like a cool thought and I don't. I don't think about this every time I sit down. I'm like, oh, I'm doing history right now. No, I just like oh, let me make some yarn. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in in its entirety, it is very cool to think that you're like when you're telling stories. You know, <laughs> when you're a writer, you're part of a tradition, a storytelling tradition that human beings have always, always um, engaged in. Mm -hmm. So whether you're writing it down as a book to sell or you're reading your work out loud or you're putting it out there, um, maybe you're writing fan fiction and you're putting it out there, you're engaging in storytelling and narrative which is really integral to who we are as human beings.
0: Absolutely, long before there was the written word, we were telling stories. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and to
1: me, that's just, like, having that connection to a, a, a present community and then to a historical community, to me, is something that's just very cool.
0: I love that. So, it's just like the military bases. Like, you like that connection. Yes. I like it. I like it. It's very romantic. Um, what else do you do to relax? Um, oh, jeez
1: i don't i don't She's really like who do has time i don't know um probably make some tea and read a book i love reading yes. Me too. um i i also just bought a tea kettle that can because uh, so my niece unfortunately broke my uh my electric kettle Oh. And she was like, oh no. And I was like, oh no. But really, I was like, oh yes, now I can go and get the <laughs> other one that I really wanted. Um, and it has you can put it to the different temperatures. Like so if you want to do uh-huh. green tea, you can do the green tea temperature. And if you want to do, you know, herbal tea, you can do the herbal tea temperature. So you can pick which one you want. It's That's wonderful. True. Yeah. <laughs> There's huh. nothing like a nice cup of green tea which brewed at just the right temperature for the exact right amount of time. It's just wonderful. Does it taste better?
0: yes interesting i'm gonna have to get one i'm on an earl gray kick that's just what i happen to be drinking right now Ooh,
1: i do love earl gray oh Mm -hmm. speaking of tea and also dragon con which was where i think we met um tea and absinthe is where i actually heard about this tea kettle they are they do the greek they do the geeky teas um Mm -hmm. so like i have oh gosh uh Oh, man, I've got a number of their stuff. Um, <laughs> but there's the the tea Earl Grey hot that they sell, which is like a Star Trek themed tea. So, yeah, <laughs> I when I say I, I brew a cup of tea and relax, it's usually like I brew a cup of tea and then I drink it and then I brew another one. And then I look at my tea cupboard and think I should probably organize this because I have so oh much and I'll probably buy some more the next time I see them. <laughs> oh look an empty box i'll buy four more (laughs) exactly exactly but yeah i i really i do enjoy just i I enjoy reading i was a reader before i was a writer um Mm -hmm. and i just yeah uh, reading kept me company for a long time and it still
0: does that's well yeah reading is also a big relaxation thing for our listeners obviously right you know that's that's who is listening um if they wanted to see what Rachel A Bruin was about where should they start
1: probably with my website hmm? um i've got blog that i've been i kicked it off in like 2013 and it's been going strong so There's blog posts. um, Mm -hmm. There's my writing, which contains links to um, some of those things are some of the publications are available for free. Um, And then if people are interested in short stories, Mm -hmm. the short story collection side roads is available on um, Kindle unlimited. Oh, cool. So that that was your newest
0: release, right? The short story collection.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. um and that's that's where a lot of who i am comes out is in my writing not all of it because that is horror and dark fiction so <laughs> um, you know but i'm I'm also pretty active on uh twitter and instagram and facebook um twitter and instagram is the same it's just rachel Abrun. and if you like pictures of my pets and my plants that's <laughs> that's that's what I got
0: <laughs> we shall see the lavender bloom yes I hope so I hope I don't kill it before it does I'm knocking on wood <laughs> well speaking of DragonCon, which is where we met so very good good memory good memory um, do you happen to have um, do you have any other like favorite conventions that you go to regularly I do um, mm-hmm. my very first convention was
1: Aresia up in Boston and i didn't i had never gone to a convention i didn't really quite know what one was um i'd heard of i'd heard of comic-con but i didn't realize that there were like other conventions that you could do geeky things at Uh um right and so uh my friends from teen absinthe dan and Mm pesita uh were like hey we're gonna be selling stuff here do you want to come i was like okay sounds good and i drove from albany to boston um Mm -hmm. And it was very cold because it was january but it was a terrific convention a lot of fun great it was just a great time great panels um and i'm not just saying that because later on i applied and they accepted me as a panelist but (laughs) but it helps (laughs) oh Oh, i mean right (laughs) um but i i really enjoyed that one i always feel a little bit like i'm kind of coming back to you know like oh this is my first one so you always kind of like remember that first convention and Mm -hmm. um but i also i love dragon con and then uh, there's also a convention in atlanta i think we're talking about it uh multiverse and i'm gonna hear more and more about that one it's a really fun convention um I love the fact that they have like an actual horror track. Um, So they have like, they've got fantasy and science fiction, writing, all this stuff, but Mm -hmm. they have like an actual dedicated horror track with some amazing, amazing writers. And um, I went, I was, I attended virtually in 2020 and then went in person uh, last year. And I am planning to return again Uh, This coming October, just because it was so much fun and they have such a great vibe, and the people who run it are so efficient and like really good at it. (laughs) Um,
0: So, yeah, fantastic. That's fun. Well, those are good ones to check out. So, we have made it, Rachel, to the lightning round. (laughs) Who made it? Lightning round questions. All right, here we go. It only gets harder from here. I wouldn't be relieved (laughs) if I was you. I'm telling you, this is awful. Okay, all right, here we go, here we go. Okay. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. I'm telling you, that is the most popular one of writers. I'm doing a study, very formal study right now. Um, can zombies climb? No. No, oh, nice, look at that, all right. We've got Stephen, Stephen will be happy with that answer. Do you listen to music when you write? No. No, no music, huh, none? What is the best thing you have ever or at least recently eaten? Chocolate. Chocolate, just, just chocolate. chocolate. I like it. Just give me chocolate. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, see, now I have a coffee or tea question, but now I already know your answer for that one. So I'm gonna have to ask you which tea is your current obsession? Jasmine green tea. Nice, good choice. And finally, even though I think you told us a bunch of them, now that you are everyone's favorite new author, where can fans find you and your work?
1: Online at infamous scribbler.com, Twitter and Insta at Rachel A. Brune, And I am also on Facebook at Rachel A. Brune, um, or with Chrome Girls Press, which is the horror, um, the indie horror micro press that I'm currently running. Um, nice. We publish horror anthologies, and you can find us at ChromeGirlsPress.com.
0: That's really cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Now that y'all adore Rachel A. Bruin, please make sure to review her work. And you can review us wherever it is you get podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube, follow on Twitch, um, so that you don't miss out on any of the fun. And we will see you next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central at twitch.tv slash dragonship with a Debbie monbar Kafer. So we will see you then. Thank you.